Welcome in, folks, to another episode of your must-starts and must-sits for Week 8 Fantasy Football. If you like what we're doing on this channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And with that, let's jump into the quarterbacks. Must-start quarterback for this week, C.J. Stroud. I'm not afraid of the Carolina matchup. He's got 242 passing yards more in every game except week six versus the Saints. And in that game, he didn't have Tank Dell, which honestly seemed to really hurt the offense. Tank Dell's a full go for this week, back from the concussion. And CJ Stroud this year, and I was kind of surprised when I looked this up, averaging 7.8 yards per attempt, fourth among quarterbacks in the NFL. I didn't think that he was quite that good. So it was interesting when I saw that. I have CJ Stroud quarterback nine this week. I think it's pretty clear you should start him. I know a lot. I said to sit him last time, last time uh, against the Saints. So I know people have been asking about Stroud, but fully comfortable playing him as quarterback nine, low end quarterback one this week. Must sit quarterback, <laughs> Jordan Love. I don't get it. There's an obsession with Jordan Love this week. Pretty much every ranking I've seen has him between quarterback 13 and quarterback 15. And I don't agree. I don't understand why. He's been terrible all year. 210 yards a game, 10 touchdowns, 7 picks, 57.5% completion. A little bit of rushing, but still only 130 yards in six games played. And some people are thinking, oh, the Vikings, easy matchup, easy. Not really. I mean, in their last four games, they held the Bears and the Panthers to 13 points. The vaunted 49ers to 17. And even the Chiefs only scored 27. This year. They've allowed 171 or fewer passing yards in four of seven games. This is not a cupcake matchup. I don't understand why everyone is rushing in to start Jordan Love. Christian Watson, who knows how healthy he is. Luke Musgrave, I don't think he's going to play. Jaden Reed is eh, and Romeo Dubs is eh. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I have Jordan Love outside my top 15. I have him at quarterback 19 in six-point passing touchdowns, 18 in four-point. I don't want to start him. In any one quarterback league, he's off my radar. Let's move on to running back, Javante Williams. I think this is the week that he gets in the end zone, which he hasn't done all year, even though he has 63 carries and 14 catches, 77 touches without a touchdown. That is kind of against the odds. Last week, he finally broke over 50% of snaps, 53% snap share, 15 carries for 82 yards and three catches for 14. That's 18 touches. I don't see why he's going to have fewer touches this week. Um, Jaleel McLaughlin has been getting involved, but I think that Javante Williams is fully healthy. He's RB19 for me this week. The workload is there. And I'm I'm starting him with full confidence. Must sit running back. Miles Sanders. I have no idea why anyone wants to start Miles Sanders. I don't care if he's healthy. I think he's been benched for Chuba Hubbard. Sanders has an anemic 3.1 yards per carry this year. Hubbard has four and a half behind the same offensive line. I'm not saying you should play Hubbard for sure. I haven't ranked above Sanders, but I still don't have Chuba Hubbard that high. I'm just saying that if I had to pick one of the two, it would be Chuba Hubbard. And I don't really want to play either one. I have Hubbard at running back 28 and Miles Sanders at running back 37 is completely off my radar. But I have heard some people asking me about Miles Sanders. So this is your... Warning to not play him. Next, 
Must start wide receiver, Michael Pittman. I know it goes a little bit against the odds. He only had five targets last week. This week, the Colts are playing the Saints. It's not really a friendly matchup. But I encourage you to look at what was going on in the media. He criticized the offense, saying that if he had been more involved, they would have won. He only, you know, two two catches last week on five targets. But the week before, he had 14 targets. And every time the Colts have won, Michael Pittman has had at least five receptions and 52 yards, if not more. So, in the Colts, three wins. So, I think that they're going to force him the ball. He is an impending free agent after this year. Anthony Richardson is going to come back next year. They need Michael Pittman. They cannot let Michael Pittman walk or start to have a problem with Michael Pittman. They need him. So, they are going to have a get-right game here. They are going to force him the ball. He is the best receiver on their team. I know Josh Downs has played well. Michael Pittman is a better player than Josh Downs at this point in their careers. So, I'm not saying that Michael Pittman is a top 24 wide receiver. But I've heard people rank him outside the top 40, which is just a dumb ranking. It's dumb. It's stupid. Bad ranking. I have him at wide receiver 28. I think that's fair. The ECR I saw was around 33 to 35. 28, I think, is a good rank. Don't want to get too carried away, but wide receiver 28, you're starting in almost every format. Now, speaking of a wide receiver, I don't want to start. Christian Watson. I have no idea why you would play him. He's coming off a knee injury. And, you know, he hasn't been on the injury report. All that means is that he's going to play. Not that he's 100% or that he's going to be effective, but he's going to play. I don't care. He doesn't have more than three catches in any game. We don't, I haven't seen any volume. It's all mixed up between him, Romeo Dubs, and Jaden Reed. I don't want to start Jordan Love. I don't have any confidence in the quarterback. Why would I want to start Christian Watson? It's too big of a risk. He could be on limited snaps. The Packers are conservative with their injuries. Players come off injuries. We always see them on limited snaps. Think Aaron Jones, Christian Watson earlier in the, in the season was the same thing. I can't risk it. I do actually have him ranked as the highest Packers wide receiver, but that's more of a negative comment on the other ones. It's not saying that I want to play Romeo Dubs instead. I have Christian Watson at wide receiver 46, and I couldn't be less interested in playing him. Must start tight end. I honestly felt like tight end was a very obvious situation. I mean, most of my questions were about Dalton Kincaid, who I had to tight end nine. It was a play. And then everyone else above, Engram, Kittle, Goddard, Waller, Laporta, you know to play these guys. So in terms of must start guy, I just want to throw Dalton Schultz out there. He is tight end 11 for me, just behind Kyle Pitts. He's got seven and 10 targets the last two weeks. Good volume, finding a connection with Stroud. With Robert Woods out, I think Dalton Schultz will be the third target by Nico Collins and Tank Dell. I'm not saying that he's going to have a monster game, but he's kind of the last tight end where I have confidence. And then after that, you get to Jake Ferguson, Logan Thomas. I'm not so sure about those kind of players. But I have confidence that Dalton Schultz is going to be involved in the game plan. He will get you something. So for that reason, he's the must-start tight end of the questionable guys this week. Must-sit tight end, Cole Komet. How many targets do you think Cole Komet has with Tyson Bajan? It's zero. Zero targets. He actually has done nothing since Bajan entered the lineup. And until I see that change, it's not two snaps. It's now a game and a half. Zero. 
until I see that change, I can't play Cole Komet because he has no targets. You can't score if you have no targets. I don't know why Tyson Bagent prefers Darnell Mooney and Tyler Scott as targets to Cole Komet when Justin Fields doesn't. I, I can't ex- tell you why that is the case, but I can tell you that that is the case for now. And for that reason, I have Cole Komet at tight end 21. I mean, there's just no way to rank him any higher. ECR has him a little bit higher. I, I just disagree. I thought tight end 21 was a fair ranking because if I ranked him any lower, there is a chance that they could just decide to get him more involved. He is better than tight end 21 in terms of his talent, but it's just the floor is a literal zero, which is what it's been with Tyson Bajan. So tight end 21 for Cole Komet. Don't play him. Don't play him. There's so many other better options. I'd, I'd rather start John Smith, Taysom Hill, Michael Meyer, Trey McBride, even with Zach Ertz out. Cole Komet is a must sit for me. So I want to thank everyone for watching so far. Uh, if you're here, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And now we're going to get into our second segment, answering some questions from my Patreon, which you can sign up for at patreon.com slash fantasy advice. And only patrons get to ask questions in advance for the YouTube channel. And if you're a new patron, you even get a seven-day free trial at any tier. And with that said, let's jump into the Patreon questions. The first one, what's the best way to gracefully exit a league in year one because the format does not align with how I enjoy playing Dynasty Fantasy Football? Uh, Just say that you're leaving and you're not having fun. I mean, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't stay. Uh, you, You don't have to feel forced to stay. Thoughts on Dalton Kincaid's career? Dynasty-wise and redraft, I'm not sure if you've already covered this. Oh, I mean, I, I've always liked Dalton Kincaid. I've never been out on him. Some people think that just because I like Sam Laporta better means that I don't like Dalton Kincaid. That, that's just not true. And there's the answer to this one. I, I like Laporta better. But just because I like Sam Laporta better doesn't mean I don't like Dalton Kincaid. I have him at tight end five in Dynasty. I, the age is nice over someone like Travis Kelsey. Um, so... Yeah, I I love Dalton Kincaid. And I I do think that it is not a coincidence that Dawson Knox was hurt and then Dalton Kincaid suddenly became better. I still think that Stefan Diggs is the one and they're not happy with Gabe Davis as the wide receiver too. I do think they're going to get a better wide receiver too, even though Gabe Davis was good this week. I still think they're going to get another wide receiver. I'm not sure that Dalton Kincaid is going to be like a volume hog constantly. But the upside's undeniable. And I've always thought he's talented. I mean, I've had him ranked above his Dynasty ADP the whole time. I mean, he was 77 in DLF's August ADP, and I never had him outside the top 65. So I've always been at least a round ahead on his ADP. AJ Brown and Jalen Warren, or Ayuk late first and late second, uh, 12-team Superflex rebuild. In a rebuild, I'll take Ayuk. I'd rather have the late second over Warren in a rebuild. And uh, Ayuk in a first is over the top for AJB. Um, AJB is a good bit ahead of Ayuk, but not a first ahead. So Ayuk side for me. Uh, last question. This is about my Patreon ranking spreadsheet, which you can buy at patreon.com slash fantasy advice. I also have my Venmo offer to buy that on X. You can take a look at that. How does no PPR impact your ranking spreadsheet? Uh, this could also apply to start sit. And how about 2.0 tight end premium? Well, 2.9 tight end premium versus 1.75 tight end premium. It's not that different. Move up the tight ends a little bit, but that doesn't change all that much. As for no PPR, um, I would say that 
no PPR means that you're going to want to start running backs more in your flex significantly over wide receivers because you don't get anything for receptions. Um, so I would say that those like middling wide receivers, like I'm less interested in someone like, you know, those middle, like Romeo dubs, like I don't want Romeo dubs and no PPR. Like someone like Michael Thomas is not interesting to me. Like these guys who have Curtis Samuel, these guys who like do get some catches and some work, but don't do much otherwise. I'm just not interested in them. I'd rather take a shot on running backs because I'm not going to want to play those middling wide receivers. So that's probably the biggest difference. It doesn't impact within a position all that much, maybe a little, um, but it's hard to kind of say that as much, but yeah, moves running backs up, wide receivers down. So I appreciate all those questions. Remember, you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasy advice. You get my um, the content here by subscribing to the channel and make sure to leave a like and comment on the video. I wish everyone the best of luck in week eight and go crush those fantasy matchups. Peace out.